Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. There is a lot of just fear out there. Fear of the future, fear even ramping up for elections. I think we start our political process the earliest of any country in the world, and people already fear for what's going to happen if my person doesn't get elected. Fear of the economy, fear of what the banks, the interest rates, and fear of some new, you know, COVID, all the, during the COVID pandemic, fear, 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 and all that, just fear narrative, everything like that. And one thing Pastor James mentioned on Sunday was that probably 90 or 95 percent of the fears that come to us never materialize. All those things that you think are going to happen. And of course, the enemy of our souls, the, the accuser, the deceiver would come along and try to paint something that wouldn't be a, a realistic, realistic future. We're going to get into the book of Genesis Genesis chapter 12 this, this evening. We do want to welcome you that are watching online as well. We're going to talk about Ab- Abram, who later became Abraham. And he, had, he had fears that he had to deal with as well. Genesis chapter 12. The chapter previous, we have the Tower of Babel. They tried to make a great name for themselves. Let's build this tower. Let's stay together. And let's build this great name. Of course, God saw it, and God confused their languages, spread them out, and then there's a whole genealogy of from Seth down to Abram's father, Terah, and then a little bit about Terah as well, that he started to leave where he was uh, living, but we'll get into Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and to him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, and we pray that it would be a blessing, a a building up of our faith tonight. I pray for all of those who are here, those who are watching right now online, those who will watch in a future moment. We pray that your word would bring faith and life into us. In Jesus' name, amen. So this first little portion here, I see God comes to him, and he asks him to leave his country, leave his kindred, leave his father's house, kind of a triple ask. And for somebody to leave their country, their kindred, their father's house, that's to leave all the stability that they might have, all the relationships that they might have. It's a pretty big ask. It's a pretty big ask. And then there's a transition to a land that I will show you. Well, I would like to know where you're going to, you know, I was just looking, you know, so we look on GPS, we look, we have all these maps and everything, and we want to know. It's like, I, I want to know, like, like Amazon, we get, we get free delivery and we get free returns. 
In other words, I can try it out for a month. And I really like that. That really almost determines whether I buy something or not. Can I get a free return? If I don't like it. You know, so that really requires little faith. I mean, to buy something online that you've never seen before and that, oh, man, I didn't really like that color. It's not thick enough. I don't like it. So there are some things that when I go buy them, it's like I want to go physically see it and touch it and, and know this is what I'm getting, you know, to, to buy something. On, so Amazon gives me, the, you know, but free returns. Okay, so I don't like it. I'll just return it, you know, just, and I know exactly where I got to go. Click a few times and I just go buy. Just right, got a place right on my way to church. And I can just go right there and return. It's not a big risk. For Abraham to leave his family, leave his country, to a land that I will show you. Show me the land first, and then I'll consider whether or not if I want it or not. Can I have a first right of refusal? You know, I just want. So you compare the ask to the promise. It's a three-part ask. And it's probably about a seven-part promise. I will make of you a great nation. I mentioned the Tower of Babel. Let's make for us a great name. Let's make for us. When God promises, he's going to make you into a great nation. I will bless you. You know, that, that word bless, sometimes we get that. We got, I was blessed. What do you mean? You won the lottery? Actually, people that win the lottery, a lot of them, most of them end up worse. But when God blesses you, that means to speak well of you. That's the greatest blessing. That's the greatest affirmation that we can have. How many of us have heard words spoken by people in authority in our lives, our parents, a coach, a teacher, somebody that we admire, that we look up to, and they, they speak not a blessing, but a curse, a, an evil, you'll never amount to anything, you're gonna finish in jail, you can't do this, you're no good. But when God, the Almighty, the highest opinion, the highest authority, that when he says a blessing, when he says your future, he says something good about you, and I think, about, I think about Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. This is not, not going to appear. It just kind of comes out of my heart because I've had to internalize and I've had to speak over myself the blessings, what God in heaven has already determined about me, that he has blessed me with all spiritual, he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. It doesn't matter what other people, those are lower opinions that at the end of the day really don't matter. But when God blesses, speaks well, he says you are forgiven, you have been redeemed. When he says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, when he says as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who, and some of you, if you heard me preach, it's like, man, that's the same message again. No, it's the same scripture. It's the same blessing because I need to repeat it over myself. I need to renew my mind because our minds have been so unrenewed. Our minds have been so contaminated by the opinions, the evil speaking, the death speaking of other people who we looked up to at one moment. Let's look up to Jesus and see what he says. 
So when there's that great ask, that threefold ask, leave everything, and I will make you a great nation. Sevenfold, I will bless you. I will. I will, I will bless those. I think we're missing. Let, let me go back to the beginning of the, that. That verse three is pretty long there because it's like we got it. I will make your name great. Tower of Babel, let's make a name for ourselves. And how many people today, they want to make a name for themselves? Well, I've got so many followers, social media. Well, did I get more likes? Did I get, am I getting a name for myself? Vanity of vanities. And then a purpose so that you will be a blessing. The blessing is not just for us so that we can be comfortable, so that we can be enriched for our own good, but we can be a blessing and we can speak blessing over other people. I will bless those who bless you. He who dishonors you, I will curse. That kind of takes vengeance out of the picture. I don't have to seek vengeance anymore. It's just like, you're messing with me? I'm not going to deal with it, but there is one. He'll take care of it, so I can just relax. You know, all that bitterness and all that, I'm going to get you if I could. I will, you know, I, if, I, if I had an opportunity, I'd just, no, i just trust in the Lord. He who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then if we continue, we go down to verse 4, and we'll read through it, and then we'll kind of review it, and we'll see some lessons, some observations. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they had set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land in the place of Shechem to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, to your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and he called upon the name of the Lord. And just some, some observations. And we could probably go deeper and if you went and studied the life of Abram, Abraham, you could probably see even more faith principles, lessons and observations as, as we talk about faith and walking by faith and, and, and fighting the good fight of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But let's look at some lessons. First of all, faith and obedience go together. Oh yeah, we're believing. We're believing for great outpouring. We're believing. We're believing for revival. Now that's good, but faith without works is... It's dead. So what are the, what are, as you, as you pray, what are the wheels on your prayer? What action can you do? There must be some corresponding action. I think of Jesus when he had compassion on the multitudes and then he said, he said, the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest, Matthew 9, 38, 39, something like that. And then, and then pray to the Lord that he would send. So we pray, we believe that God has heard us. 
And then Matthew 10, the next chapter, which there wasn't chapter divisions there, he said, go therefore, go into the world. We're believing for East Nashville. What does that mean? Yeah, we prayed. We prayed this morning at 6 o'clock. We'll pray again. We'll have a, a, a pre-Wild uh, Jam night of rally night, pep rally and prayer. We'll be praying and we will pray, but then we'll also obey. So he went. He didn't just say, oh, that's great promises. Thank you, Lord. Make my name great. I'm comfortable right here. I'm just staying right here. No, he went out. He actually left. Verse 4, Abram went as the Lord has told him, and Lot went with him. What is it that you're believing for? What is the next action step that you can take? Well, I'm believing for the salvation of my son, my daughter, for my parents, my cousin. What is the action step that you can take some action, well, how can you, you add into your faith? So the Lord went, so Abram went, he left, he went out. I think of, you know, with Pastor Rice, I met Pastor Rice at the University of Minnesota when I was a freshman in, in college. And then lived in Costa Rica for about 12 years and we did some work in, in Peru together. About in 2016, I was living here, he said, he said, you know, I've got an opportunity to do God's Not Dead. It's a multimedia presentation in Miami. I need a, a translator. Would you go with me? And I think we've got a picture here of Pastor Rice. He's, this is the, that's the only picture I could find. This is like seven years ago in Miami. He's signing, Dios no está muerto. He's signing the books. And Pastor Fikri from La Casa, well, now from the La Casa Church, he went with us. I, I came back to Nashville. Pastor Rice came back to Nashville. Fikri, kind of on a whim, got a little more open ticket from here to Miami, and he brought his passport with him just in case. <laughs> Went to the Dominican Republic. Went to one of the oldest universities in the Americas. Didn't know anybody on the campus, but just said, hey, I've got a friend who does God not, God's Not Dead events. Three weeks later, Pastor Rice was in Dominican Republic. There was action. I've learned from Pastor Rice just to kind of dream out loud. Now, I'm just dreaming. I'm just kind of, what would happen if? You know, it's like you go in. I learned this from Pastor Rice. I go into a shoe store. You know, you're trying on shoes. You're not going to the, the checkout yet. You're not buying anything. And I'll clarify. I'm just ideating right now. But what would happen if? You just think about it. And a lot of those ideations, so, so Pastor Rice, they went to the Dominican Republic. I think we went back like five or six times over the next five or six months doing follow-up. So we've got some more pictures where Pastor Rice was in Bolivia. I think we've got, I think so. Yeah, there's, there's Pastor Rice. Dios no está muerto. This was about six months later after the, the Miami moment. And you can see the next one, you can see the crowd there, almost standing room, standing room only. They're sitting all over the place. That was one of those action. You, we pray, but then we also go. Abraham heard from God. Have you heard from God about something that you're believing for? Do you have a promise that you're standing on? What is the action step? Faith and obedience go together. And as we look into this scripture, there will be enemies in the land. 
the Canaanites were in the land. As we look at Wow Jam, East Nashville, Pastor Dave in the, in the morning prayer was mentioning that Davidson County has the second highest drug overdose, like death rate in the United States. Fentanyl, opium, after Baltimore. There will be enemies. There will be obstacles. Oh, I just don't know if this is God because, because the, the, the door didn't just magically open and there's, there, was, there was enemies and there was, it, was, it, was, it was just difficult. That's kind of what the 10 spies said. After they had spied out the land, Numbers chapter 13, chapter 14, God said, I'm giving you the land. It was a repeat, basically, of this promise to Abraham 500 years prior. I'm giving you the land. Go into the land that I have given you. It's kind of one of those time things. Well, you have given us, but we don't have it yet. But in God's eternal perspective, he already gave us the land. Now, there were Canaanites in the land. Now, when we try to do wow jam, we have to, like, like... we have, to, we have to get the permits. There's obstacles. There's things we have to navigate through. There's, there's spiritual enemies. You know, I'm not going to say that the, the people are not our enemy. There are spiritual forces of wickedness. There are things that will oppose you. Welcome to Christianity. Your adversary, the, like, like a roaring lion, goes around looking for someone he may devour. Like a roaring lion. But I'm standing with the line of the tribe of Judah. (laughs) Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We go forth in his name, that name that is above every other name. Even though there are enemies, opposition, that's just part of faith. it's It's almost like if there were no enemies, then it would require no faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Just some principles, just some observations. And God will reveal himself as we obey. Do you want a greater revelation of God in your life? Obey him in the last thing that he told you to do. Obey him in what he's told the church to do. Genesis 12, 7, we'll park on this one for a little bit. Then the Lord appeared to Abram. He appeared to him. He had already spoken to him. And if you study how many times the Lord appeared to Abram, Abraham, and you walk through and you see it is a relationship, it is an ever-increasing revelation. If you want that ever-increasing revelation of Jesus, of God, then you must walk with him. The revelation that you receive back here, and he does speak to us relationally. I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. He also speaks to us missionally. I want you to join me in this. And as we go, as he went, then the Lord revealed himself again. I like the promise in the, in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, go in therefore and make disciples of all. The, and the promise at the end, I am with you always. Oh, we want that blessing of the presence of God. And yes, and yes, he is omnipresent in all places at all times. He is here in the church building. But there's a revelation of his glory, of his grace when you get out 
to a place you have never been, a place I will show you in that place and I will be with you in that place. But if you just stay here, you're going to stay with the same revelation that you've had and you're never going to grow. But as you obey, as you get involved in his plan for humanity, God will reveal himself as we obey. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and manifest myself to him. God will reveal himself as we obey. And even in that same verse, God, God's promises are for our children. Genesis 12, 7 again, the Lord appeared to Abraham, said to him, to your offspring, I will give this land. I think there, there comes a point where if you're a parent, grandparent, you realize it's just not all about you. The sacrifices that we make so that our children, the sacrifices, and, and in a spiritual way too, as we go and we trust that we might not see all of the vision. As a matter of fact, if the vision that you have, if you can do it by yourself in your lifetime, it's probably not from God because it's too small. I do believe that God will give us vision beyond our lifetime, beyond our ability. That forces us to pour into the next generation. To your children, to your offspring. And you know, God calls us to worship as we go. Yes, we worship as we stay, but he calls us to worship as we go. That same verse, breaking it apart, Genesis 12, 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abram, said to him, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. These, these building of altars, common feature of that period of the patriarchs of Noah built an altar, Abraham, then his son Isaac, then Jacob, they, they would build these altars. There was no tabernacle, no set temple, no church building. And so they would build an altar, make sacrifice. It would be, it would be a place of worship. You know, and, and just in this little passage, there's two different altars. And so he would have that kind of a a portable relationship, a portable worship experience. Something that Jesus, talking with the woman at the well, the woman said, the Samaritans, we worship on this other mountain. They had their whole form of worship and where they had to, but you Jews, you say in Jerusalem is the proper place, the only place. And then Jesus answered, there's a time coming when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Those are the worshipers that God seeks, true worshipers that can worship anywhere, can worship anytime. Remember during my college years, I had one of these get me through college jobs. I worked at a woodworking factory where we had these machines I just, I don't know, I call them, I call them kerchunk machines because you would put a piece of, me of wood in and it would do a kerchunk and then you'd pull it out and, and then you'd grab another one and you put it in and then you'd put these over here 
3,000 times in a day. Mindless. But some of the richest worship times. Some of the richest worship times. I grew up on a dairy farm in southern Minnesota. Came to Christ my freshman year of college. And that summer, milking the cows. Again, you engage your mind a little bit, but it's not. It's, 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 it's worshiping the Lord in those moments. I'm reminded of the sister, Pastor James would probably call her a, a, a mother of the church, one of these older ladies that was, her, her desire was just to, she just wanted to wash the dishes in the church kitchen. And one day she came in and all the dishes had been washed. And she was kind of angry. She said, who washed the dishes? And this younger sister said, well, I did, but I don't know why you get so mad. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> and the older sister said, listen, I'm sorry. It's just that when I'm washing the dishes, that's my time just to be with the Lord. And when you wash the dishes, I feel like you, I didn't mean to react like that, but I feel like you, you took that away from me. There's places along the way we can build an altar. We can worship. Worship Him. Just to spend time with Him. And the more we worship Him, the more we know Him. And the more we know Him, the more we worship Him. And we get wrapped up in His presence. And then, and then we take that presence... That's the presence that we take to East Nashville. That's the presence that we take to Vanderbilt campus. That's the presence that we want to take on when we do missions in other countries. We want to take that. It's not a formula. It's, not, it's, it's that presence. Amen. Anyway, and we could go through this. Our actions have consequences. Abraham's action, his primary action of going, then yes, all the nations have been blessed through his seed, through eventually through Jesus, all the nations. But as I read the, the story of Abram, it also puts the fear of God in me. Because after that, the episode that I read, then there was a famine in the land, and he went down to Egypt. And then he started talking about his wife, Sarai, telling everybody, well, that's my sister. Remember that story? And, you know, and he's lying about his wife and almost giving his wife over so that he's saving his own life so that I won't be killed. And he did it twice. And his son, Jacob, who had not yet been born, did the same thing. It just puts the fear of God in me that even those who have not yet been born, but they might hear about, Lord, help us. Your actions have consequences. You know, and, and not to, th you know, Abraham is called the father of our faith, but the, you know, I leave you with this thought that God uses imperfect people. Was Abraham perfect? By no means. But Abraham appears in Romans chapter 4, the father of the faith. Was not our father Abraham justified? 
It also appears in the Hall of Fame of Faith of Hebrews chapter 11. Also appears, I mean, he has like, like so much in the New Testament. He's also in, in James where, where faith without works is dead. You know, I, I mentioned his moment of w- moments. And if we look in the mirror, we all have moments of weakness, of failings. But somehow, God gets glory by using us as imperfect people. We walk by faith. And what I want to leave us with, maybe Pastor Dave can come up and get ready to pray to finish, that God will reveal himself to us and to others as we take gospel steps of faith. Gospel steps of faith. As you go, he'll show you the land. As you go, he'll show you himself again. And as you go and he is with you, other people will see that. And they'll say, who is this God that you're serving? Who is this Jesus? As we go to East Nashville, as we go on mission, as you go to your workplace, as you go to that family moment that you may be dread, but as you go in faith, he will go with you. Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me? A great beginning to our fearless series. We can live in fear. We can live by faith. It's one or the other. We can live in fear. The beginning of the pandemic, worry, anxiety, and fear in a uh, sort of clinically measurable level increased by 25% within the first three months, then did not go down. The increase of fear, worry, anxiety in our culture is significant. It's significant. We can live in fear or we can live by faith, making dishes and manual labor into an altar of worship, making every sacrifice God asks us to make a confident step forward into the blessing he's waiting to give, the threefold command, a sevenfold blessing. Which one do you want to live in this week? Fear? Faith. Would you take a moment, just bow before the Lord and ask him, what step of faith are you asking me to take? For Abraham, Wherever his feet fell, that was going to be his and his families. And that would become a, gener- a, a nation upon generation upon generation. Wherever his feet fell, maybe he wants your feet to fall in a certain place. What's the step of faith he's asking you to take? Turning a conversation in the spiritual direction. Inviting a person to a spiritual event, 
directly asking or sharing the gospel, sharing your two-minute miracle. Maybe it's a step of faith that's more financial. If this is you, you're going to feel it in just a second. Maybe he's saying you're called to ministry and you've been running from it and it's time to stop running. If you felt that, that's you. It might even be that you're called to another nation and you're not going to stay here. Ask and I will give the nations to you as an inheritance. We believe that around here. We've seen it happen. What's the step of faith, small or large? If you got one and you're still with the Lord, I want you to now turn your hands up. Cup your hands up as if you're getting ready to receive something. If you know a step of faith he's asking you to take, cup your hands up. Say, Lord, give me the faith to do what you've asked me to do. And then ask him for this. Would you start to show me the blessings you're trying to promise me if I'll just step out in faith? Would you show me the blessings you're promising me if I'll just step out in faith? Pay attention to what comes to mind. Lord, thank you for this moment. Pray that you would guide us. If we didn't receive clearly from you, I pray that you'd get us more time where we can build an altar, some space, in some ordinary place where we can receive from you. I believe if we receive that, it won't be a burden to take the step of faith. We'll be filled with joy and anticipation and confidence. I pray for our congregation, Lord, all of us gathered here, that you would help us to live not in fear, but to live by faith this rest of the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.